Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time we're talking about Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2, Episode 5. And it's time for the team to go to the 80s. Yeah, um, the 80s are a period piece now, which is weird to say as somebody who lived through them. Although, you know, I was, what was I, 3 through 13 when I was living through them, so yeah. Um... So what's happened now is that we open with Miami Vice, uh, where Damien Dark is uh, trading a bunch of cocaine for a fascia that is a, a traditional axe carried by the lictors of Rome, who were the bodyguards of important people in Rome. And these uh, this fascia apparently belonged to a lictor who guarded Emperor Nero, and Dark wants it for some reason. Uh, well, uh, he gets into a little trouble as the uh, the authorities show up to stop the exchange of cocaine for artifacts, and Eobard Thawne uh, pulls his fat out of the fire and basically somehow gets him a job in the Reagan White House. Now, I don't know how he did this. Um, that's never explained. It's also never explained why he's important enough to become a senior advisor to the president. Um over, I guess, matters of nuclear weapons or something. He's a, they're, uh, uh, Reagan and Gorbachev are about to uh, sign a treaty that reduces the amount of nuclear weapons that both countries hold. This is December 7th, 1987. Um, the cocaine exchange is also happening in 1987, so I guess, well, things happen quickly with a speedster. <laughs> All right. So the team shows up. Um, they're trying to figure out what happens. They enter the White House on the tour and then, like, just start throwing off their tour badges and walking around the White House, which I'm pretty sure couldn't happen. You know, I'm pretty sure the Secret Service is there to prevent just that sort of nonsense from happening. But maybe in 1987, security was a little bit more lax. I have no idea. Uh, there's also a thing where, you know, Ray got the cold gun last time. Uh, heat wave gave Ray the cold gun, and he's there's this weird sort of um, Mick encouraging Ray to act more like Leonard Snart, and Ray trying to act more like Leonard Snart and failing because you know I knew Leonard Snart. Leonard Snart was a friend of mine, and Ray Palmer, you're no Leonard Snart, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, Sarah sees Damian Dark. She goes off to try to kill them. She pulls a knife out of her sleeve, which is spotted by somebody from the Secret Service who pulls a gun on her, and then Mick Rory Coldcocks him, and then there's a bunch of Secret Service people, and the Heat Wave and Ray Palmer are trying to hold them off with the heat gun and the cold gun, and they cross the streams, and there's an explosion which somehow affects only them and not the Secret Service people, and then Firestorm shows up, and it's a big kerfuffle. Now, you might be wondering what Amaya, Vixen, and uh, Nate, Steele, are doing at this point, and they have gone to the old JSA Training Academy, which turns out to have been abandoned for some decades at this point. Three decades, in fact, as the JSA uh, were sent off to Leipzig in uh, 1956 in the Cold War and never returned. The, uh, the only person remaining is Obsidian, because he didn't go on the mission, because, as he reveals, uh, they thought he was compromised, and when Nate asks why, Amaya says, leave it alone. 
Now, if you're familiar with Obsidian from the comics, you probably know uh, why he would have been compromised in 1956. But if you don't, it gets revealed at the end. So I'm going to skip to that part. Um, Obsidian uh, reveals that he isn't he he's gay, which is I believe true to the comics, and he's got someone waiting for him at home. Uh, and one of the things, the interesting things he says is that I've seen the world change mostly for the better. Now let's talk about this for a second. This is 1987. This is the, the height of the Reagan era. It's also the height of the AIDS crisis. And as we all know, uh, the Reagan White House laughed about the AIDS crisis, frankly. So, well, I'm not saying that things hadn't changed for the better between 1956 and 1987. It seems odd that uh, Obsidian, as a gay man, would say that given the hijinks that have just happened, the era that he's in, etc., etc. So, I, I mean, the show really does try to put a, a you know, a rosy glow, sort of the, the uh, arc of time bends toward justice kind of thing. That uh, That's, well, I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be nuanced. You know, this it's a superhero show. There's not going to be a whole lot of nuance in it. Uh, but... They, they really are sort of like, gee, things are sure getting better here in America all the time. Um, and, of course, they're filming, you know, now. So it's, it's eh, maybe I'm too pessimistic. It's just a little a little difficult to, to swallow all of that in light of um, the political developments both here and uh, abroad uh, over the last, you know, four years or so. Anyway, getting back to the show... Um, right. So, uh, we try, they try to track Damien Dark. Uh, they find out that he's got a secret meeting in Georgetown, which is apparently on his secretary's calendar, which is, you know, always where you want to put your secret meetings. And, uh, Mick and Ray go to stake him out. And they find out that he's meeting with a member of the KGB. And then who should show up but younger Martin Stein, who was there in D.C. as a, uh, an expert on nuclear physics, uh, who was a technical advisor to, you know, the Reagan White House during this time where they're signing the treaty. Uh, and apparently he's decided that he's going to go talk to, uh, Damien Dark on his wife's birthday, leaving her alone in a hotel. And older Martin Stein is incensed by this because he remembers actually taking his wife out to a nice restaurant, um, uh, a reservation that he said it took him months to procure and that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, younger Marty Stein shows up uh, says hello to Dark, says, hey, I, I've got a thing I want you to pass on to the president, and then notices the watch on the KGB guy and goes, oh, that's a Russian watch you're wearing that's usually only given to Russian agents, and Damien Dark stabs him in the torso, which, as we all know, can go either way. It's either a flesh wound or fatal. Uh, it turns out to be relatively serious. They get him back to the ship. Uh, older Marty Stein is, of course, experiencing the same stab, which is weird you'd think that what would happen is you'd have a situation where it's like a schrodinger's uh, schrodinger's cat situation where younger marty stein gets stabbed and older marty stein is either dead or not dead depending on how quickly they fix younger marty stein but apparently no they both experience the wounds and the healing of the wounds at the same time uh and older martin stein gives younger martin stein a piece of his mind uh, about being a jerk uh then they have no idea where Damien Dark is, but they know where he will be, which is at the state dinner. 
So they go back to Obsidian and they're like, hey man, can you uh, can you leverage any of your contacts to get us invites to the state dinner? And Obsidian is able to get the entire uh, Legends team into the state dinner. And uh, they're all hanging around until they see Dark. Uh, Ray and Mick uh, stay in the ballroom or the dining room as, as backup. Uh, everybody else goes after Dark. Dark and the Soviet make the exchange. The rest of the team shows up. And there's a there's a brouhaha, and there's a sort of a cute bit where um, people are trying to fight Steel and like hitting him with things, and it doesn't really matter because he's sort of you know he's sort of the DC version of Colossus, and you can't really hurt Colossus with you know a crowbar. Uh, and he's about to pound somebody's head into something, and he changes his mind at the last minute and goes, "Oh, cool, Mary Todd's hope chest," and then somebody else like crashes into it. I want to say that Damien's guys are the same hive guys that we see in the. 20-whatever version. Um, I'm not entirely sure when Season 5 of Arrow happened, maybe 2013, 2014, or Season 4 of Arrow. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, apparently the Hive guys don't change their, their MO uh, or um, standard gear uh, much at all in those 30-ish, oh, almost 30 years. So that was that was a little strange. Uh, the KGB thinks it's a double cross. There's this whole fight, fight, fight. Um, Obsidian goes after Dark. Sarah goes after Dark. Amaya goes after Dark. Uh, Steel is basically holding down the fort by himself, which is fine because he can. Um, so when we get there, uh, what happens is, um, or we finally, Dark is waiting for Obsidian, uh, Obsidian sort of re-solidifies out of the weird smoke dark thing he does. Dark shoots him a couple of times, nothing happens, and Dark is nonplussed by this. Amaya shows up, Dark goes, aha, something I can shoot. Obsidian steps in front of the bullet, takes a bullet uh, for Amaya, and then Sarah shows up, um, checks a throwing star, not one of the ninja ones, but a different one, into Damien's hand, causing him to drop his gun, and then has a scene where she's basically like, um, you know, uh, it's like, hey, I'm from the future, and here are all the bad things that happened to you, and, uh, when I see you, I'm going to wave my hand just like this, um, because somebody already made a Babylon 5 reference on Arrow, so I thought I'd just continue. Um, so she basically tells him what's gonna happen, I mean, not in, you know, specific terms, but it's like, your, your wife's gonna die, you're gonna lose all hope, you're gonna kill your kid, an entire city rises up against you, and then you die. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't necessarily know that telling him his future is the best thing to do here, and I might be borne out by later events, but she does, and she swipes whatever the MacGuffin was that he got from the Soviets. Uh, Thawne is pretty upset by this, and then Damien Dark is like, hey, um, you know, uh, you should uh, you should really let me go with you because I want to change my destiny. And then Thawne is like, well, I happen to have a little time hopper here that you can just get in and uh, we'll both change our destinies and then they take off. So it's unclear to me what Thawne is trying to do. Excuse me. It's also... It's also unclear to me because it seems that he's already done it. You know what I mean? Like, we know Thon's future. We know what happens in the last moments of his life. So since this is leading up to that for him, it seems that he's already 
done this, it's already happened and it's already been taken care of, which I guess is what this season of uh, Legends of Tomorrow is about. Um, but it, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll figure out what Thawne is trying to do later on, but we like there's no clue. There's no hint. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with killing the Flash because that's all Thawne really thinks about, but... Um, yeah, there's 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 no hint as to what could possibly happen. And I already talked about uh, the Obsidian thing, so there's that. Uh, there's a little bit with uh, old Martin Stein and young Martin Stein uh, about, you know, young Martin Stein is obsessed with his work, and old Martin Stein is like, the only thing that gives meaning to my uh, life is my relationship with Clarissa, and, you know, you should focus more on that, and perhaps younger Martin Stein does. It's, it's just weird that um, the... The, the ripples, the time ripples that have occurred because of what Thawne is doing have seemingly made younger Martin Stein more focused on his work uh, than he was previously. That's not, again, that's not what older Martin Stein remembers doing. But who knows, you know, memories can fade and warp and whatnot in 30 years. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. Is there anything else that's important about this episode? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we find out that uh, Vixen and uh, Rex Tyler were going to quit the JSA and go uh, get married um, and try to find, a, try to make a life for themselves, which is not a, like a super surprise given the way Vixen's reacted to all of this. Um, I, I do kind of hope that they're going to somehow prevent zoom from killing or not zoom for thawne from killing rex tyler but i don't i don't really necessarily know that that's going to happen um anyway so that's that's pretty much it for this episode of legends of tomorrow and also it for this episode of arrow chapter and verse and as always i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you're having a good day